0: everyone, welcome to Game Studies Review. My name is Alex. I'm here with the esteemed, the prodigious uh Cody Reimer. Cody, how are you doing?
1: Prodigious. I I have never in my life been called prodigious. Uh I I am doing quite well, Alex. Thank I'm you. I'm gonna for come up with me, a new always.
0: compliment or insult every we every time we record <laughs> now.
1: A new insult. I I'll be curious to hear what those are you would wouldn't you uh
0: we're here with game Studies review we read articles so you don't have to or we read them and then tell you you have to because they're really good uh so this week we have something um very i'm I'm not going to say fascinating i'm not going to say exciting i'm going to say can't
1: call it interesting what are you going to call it i'm not going
0: to say interesting i'm going to say um important and relevant
1: yes what you what you desperately want to say but won't is that it's pretty, pretty dry and pretty technical in in some ways. The topic mm-hmm. itself, not the article. I thought the article was was just fine. They did a, uh,
0: about as good of a job you can do with this topic as possible, I think.
1: I, I agree. Uh, so what, the, what we're talking about, what we are skirting around mm-hmm. the edges of is uh, Marina Fontaline. James Wilson Malazita and Janina Pamplona de Costa's language identity and games discussing the role of players in video game localization and this is from game studies uh 22 uh three and so the the topic of localization is um you know we were talking before we started recording, uh often a little bit dry i think there's a lot of interesting stuff in practice but talking like about it without doing it is i think a you know step removed but both alex and i as technical writers and teachers of technical writing um often often you know teach about localization and so uh i i went back to the drawing board uh, to figure out what kind of article I wanted to review for, for this next one, since we had that wonderful sort of spree from critical media studies. Uh, and I wanted to see what was popping in the old game studies and if they had anything that looked interesting. And since I had just been teaching about localization in one of my classes, I figured I'd pluck this and see what these fine scholars had to say. I will say
0: too, if, if we didn't review your article from that special issue, don't please don't feel slighted. Um, there were a couple really popular ones, actually. I think the two most popular ones in that issue we didn't um, even get to, but just felt in the in the interest of moving on and trying to hit as many different publications as possible being interdisciplinary um that we needed to shift out of that journal so if you were like man i really wanted to hear what you had to say about my article and i thought it might be coming up well, next they
1: should have reached out to us then
0: then reach out to us we'll, we'll still do it
1: go back we can go back totally if, can. if people want us to review something they know where to find us uh for as long as as we are there (laughs) exactly Uh, on the where are we gonna be with
0: twitter like burning and crashing how are we gonna get this out i don't even know we're just gonna record into the
1: void record into the void we've got email addresses i mean some folks have found our email addresses looked us up reached out to us that was a a welcome kind of surprise yeah um no so yeah the uh if if you want us to review something we can but that whole article i don't think there was a single one from that special issue that uh i was like you know bottom line uh you could skip this one <laughs> which is to say they were all great and that's a, a special issue that short. you don't want to miss They and were, they short. were
0: short. like yeah, so. like i love it i mean it leaves want you wanting more and there's a time and a place for the 25 you know page bricks but um, but these were exciting and interesting, and anyway, we'll move on to localization. Something. Let's that talk
1: about the article for today. Those things, yeah. So the authors are talking about localization. If you're not familiar, localization is like the step past translation. If translation is, you know, making uh, you know, the the writing make sense in a new language word for word, uh and transliteration, localization is also doing uh, updates for cultural accuracy. So the words might not you know, resonate in a different culture the same way, even if it's literally what that means at loose secret bananas at loose in the street. So localization, as the authors explain it, is, quote, more than a simple word for word translation. It deals with the local and uh, local and global policies, forms of play and the production of individual, cultural and national identities, uh, end quote. And so they're exploring how players uh, impact localization in a bunch of ways. And I kept getting hung up because they're talking about the role of players. And so I kept thinking role players. No, no, they're talking about what uh, what players do uh, to agitate for, facilitate, expedite, correct, enact, et cetera localization efforts. And uh, so they want to, quote, address the question of how professional localizers understand the role players have in video game localization, uh, end quote. And so to this end, they are doing field work at conventions, semi structured interviews with localization professionals, including managers and archival analysis of translated game texts. And so this is kind of a clear and useful identification of how and where localization appears in the game development process. And Alex, you have your hand up in, in the podcast, so you want to chime in.
0: I, I do just because sometimes I lose you, you mentioned something that I think is really exciting. And then yeah. I forget about it by the time you get back to me and I always have to be negative. So I want to say the positive. I love this methodology. Like it's, great. like it's not perfect, but it's like in none are, and they shouldn't be, and they shouldn't be like, they are in there. They're at the cons. They're talking to people, structured, semi-structured. It's like, we're going to get the information in a variety of ways and we're not going to present it as the end all be all, but here's Cool parts of the conversation we have i just i love i love their approach to this
1: yes i i thought it was uh i i liked their their methods as well um and so the the kind of summary of their work uh is that quote their data deepens some discussions that point to players participating in localization practices in multiple ways uh see for example o'hagan and uh, Mangaron 2013, including by driving market demand, contributing to fan translations and scripts, and using custom and commercial game modification software to develop homebrewed localizations," end quote. So they characterize uh, th- their data as kind of showing two prominent roles, uh, the role of localization reviewers and the role of localization demand. Uh, and they kind of examine what they characterize as subservience to games, where people will play it regardless of whether um, it's in their own language or not, uh, as agitating for localization, uh, despite even already being a player like, hey, I've already bought your game. I've already given you my money. Will you will you still also do this work? Well, it's isn't not that make sort of like a chicken in the but...
0: egg? If you're not going to spend money well, on the sure. franchise, <laughs> they're not going to localize it for you. So you have to at some point put the money in.
1: Exactly. Uh, Creating strategies to cope with the lack of localization, uh, such as like modding and and stuff like that, and then critiquing the work of localizers like all your base are belong to us. Really? This is this is what what we got. Uh, And then identification of specialized forums importance. So the importance of those forums. in player reported localization issues. So they have this great discussion where uh, and how managers navigate these relationships with players and the tension between permitting feedback uh, which is provided freely, and adopting it, choosing whether or not they're going to, you know, enact the feedback that they get. And this happens and shows up in all sorts of design situations, too, that we've talked about and read about with participatory design and a lot of the work when we think about player feedback and how designers and developers um, have to sort of facilitate that dialogue. This is what a lot of my um, research Uh, you know, kind of leans on and and tries to explore. Uh, And I so I was really happy to see similar notes kind of showing up in localization spaces. They write, quote, localization managers and specialists stated that they choose which player suggestions, if any, will be considered when reviewing the localization process, end quote, which makes sense, right? They're not going to just adopt everything, but the where and the how that they do and the when they see it and how it shows up in process in the game development and design process is really interesting. And I really like the way that the authors articulate how localization has to be kind of baked into the game design and development process early, early on and their exploration of like where and how uh, the development process goes when you've got like uh, simultaneous releases in, you know, different languages so there's this talk about localization happening early and they they write that the localizers perceive player reports as signif- as a significant issue to improve their localizations but also recognize that such reports require evaluation and or deferral to the translators like sometimes they just say we've we've got to let the translators you know say thumbs up or thumbs down and we also have to evaluate everything that comes in we can't just say like you know, yes, it's good, we'll we'll fix it. It's, well, I don't know, we've got to wait. And so the these localization efforts benefit community-based infrastructure and processes, and digital distribution means broader market, but more demand for localization and ability to formally talk about localization issues through reports and forums. But ultimately the bottom line from publishers, according to the authors, is that often as expected, cost and market impact drive and decide everything. And how those influence localization decisions is uh, particularly interesting.
0: Yeah, I actually wrote that same uh, line under one of the things that I loved and that I was very interested in because I'd be curious as to like what the budgets are For localization, like, and I'm sure it's different across companies, but I'd love to see like a deep dive into, you know, how this company or that company, someone who's very successful at it or someone who's not um, handle localization, because I know translation can cost when you're looking at paper documents can cost 123. I mean, lots of lots of dollars per page. So how does something like a game with hundreds of dialogue options? Like, how do you pay for that? Um, Like, are you in order to account for uh cultural nuances do you have people who grew up in multiple different areas around the world or like how you know like what is the the process of vetting people who do that i'm, I'm just i'm curious about that like the nuance of that the, b- the
1: business work of doing the business uh localization yeah yeah, yeah. That's, yeah i thought that that's was
0: maybe because i'm preparing for my spring class in uh publishing and selling video games i thought that i would have loved to hear more about that uh, We're not. To- yeah
1: I- i'm I'm interested in in the kind of the technical how, you know, how it works because i I teach writing for content management. Mm-hmm. and as part of that class, uh, we talk about modular authoring, structured authoring, single yeah. source use of like XML and Dita and stuff like that, yeah. and how that uh, enables and uh, renders, you know, more efficient translation efforts. And so I'm very curious where, how, you know, the dialogue uh, gets, gets marked up for localization efforts in video games.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i totally with you on that. Um, so I'll talk about a couple of little gaps here. Um, they're pretty nitpicky. Although the one big thing that i kept thinking so they say specifically we want to address the question of how professional localizers understand the role players have in video game localization and i keep wondering to what end like is this to empower users is it to create a roadmap map for players to have their voices heard is this to um and i i think i lean towards this but like start to create like a framework for video game localizers like this seems like a good information if you were an actual localizer to see the practices that other people are doing and see kind of like come up with your best practices and strategies Um, so i just kept wondering like to what end to what end are we looking at this question why i
1: i, I think my i don't know that they necessarily do a great job of answering that but my answer would be that If we can better understand the role that players have in improving localization issues, uh, we can better facilitate their basically they're free labor because they're offering, you know, these suggestions, right? And that was part of what they did talk about. We can better facilitate how we can make use of that free labor, we being like game designers, game localization managers, how we can make use of that so that we can afford to efficiently localize to multiple languages and get the game, you know, into, you know, more people's hands or into their hands in uh, a kind of, uh, cultural, uh, language and accuracy that resonates better with them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the, the, the business folks, the money men would say, all right, well, let's, if we can localize to an extra language, uh, without adding cost, that might increase our market share and make you know make us some more money. And the localizers, the artists, the developers, the people, the the passion people are like, well, we just want our game to to hit people, you know as as hard as we can with our message, what we want them to get away from at the experience. and if it means localizing to a language that we wouldn't get to, then great. And if the this kind of scholarship says you can localize a lot more easily if, one managers recognize the role that players have two they make use of their three labor three by enabling forums and reporting four streamlining workflows for evaluation of that feedback five et cetera et cetera et cetera yep. then then this kind of stuff is really valuable
0: yeah i would like to see this sort of translated and cut down to a trade journal article you know like a how-to sure. for localizers in the game industry I, might, I think my students particularly would love to see that
1: Yeah, I think there's important follow up work to be done here, and I really love the recognition of the value players can offer localization efforts, Mm -hmm. but specifically like the continuum of that value ranging from what you and I as as compositionists and like trained, uh, you know, writing studies folks would call like lower order concerns yep. to uh, suggestions from the author's interviewees, uh, who, what they call super professionals, <laughs> uh, who they say they try to partner with during uh, localization quality assurance. Mm-hmm. So there's a continuum of, you know, player feedback and um, you know, not all of it is valuable, but all of it needs to be evaluated. And so they they write, "quote Frequency of community collaboration feedback depends on the process, uh, but on the client's side." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was from an interviewee, which is precisely what my dissertation was trying to like argue, right? Like the frequency of of how that community collaborates and how it gets feedback is something that has to be facilitated on the client side and so if you want to get tap into that value you've got to think structurally about how that works
0: yeah yeah and that's a huge huge point huge contribution i think that's going on here um i had a couple other little gaps um one was just the the translation as a one-to-one i think is at this point sort of a straw man that they're yeah Anybody who's talking about translation, translation is never one to one, and I don't think anybody really thinks it is, at least not if they think about it for more than two minutes and certainly not if you're publishing in an academic journal that. So that's used as a little bit of a straw man throughout, mostly from what they pull from other sources, I think, like a lot of the quotes they use. Um, But to the quotes here, they talk about uh, here's a quote scope of game localization is to produce target version to keep the look and feel of the original yet passing itself off as the original they spend a lot of time trying to show that localization in games is different and digital games for some reason is like the thing that they hook it on to they say oh the digital games has really changed how localization happens and i don't know if i really buy that like maybe living games changed a lot as opposed to like localizing for pac-man in a restaurant you do it one time you send it out and then you have something like wow that's played in countries all over the world and when you do a patch you have to do all this localization maybe that kind of stuff is like something that differentiates localization in games from other Yeah, that's just it.
1: They talk about digital distribution as as it pertains to broader markets and more demand for localization. Yeah. So. Yeah. um, So
0: I don't know. Just like that whole like the focus on, oh, games do localization so differently. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I I'm not really sure. I think everyone wants a target version that looks and feels the same, like in each each localized market. So, and you want that if you have an advertisement, you don't want it to look obviously translated from a different you know, language or culture or whatever. So I think that is everybody's kind of goal. Anyway, um, yeah. just a couple of little things that I was like, meh, I don't know if I buy that.
1: Yeah, I think that that's that all. that's fair. Um, I, I liked some of the the connections that they made throughout. They uh, pointed to Kurt Squire's work on cultural uh, culture and play. They pointed to Edwards. Uh, they wrote, quote, when a gaming culture becomes recognizably important, it becomes necessary that the industry address it by supporting language localization catered to that culture, end quote. But my question to that is, who is responsible for that recognition? What does that recognition look like? Is it only market share and cost that, you know, is is amounts to that recognition? Is it only the levers of capitalism that say and dictate when that recognition has reached critical mass or passed a, a certain kind of point in the sand? Like, what does that mean? Because gaming culture becomes recognizably important. Well, to who? right uh so that that was one of my kind of big questions that I would love to see more interrogation of and that requires i think getting into a, the back end um and talking with localization managers much like they do here but not about the practices and roles of players but about the money men and and their budgets and the and hard the money decisions money. that they have to make about which markets get you know localized and which markets get you know hung out to dry even if there's a you know Vocal minority of people who are like, let's get it in this language, and they're like, there's just not enough money there. We see that you're passionate. There's a lot of you who are vocal, but you're st- you are still not enough. Like, how how does that? Ooh, that's I'd be curious too. Stuff.
0: Like non-monetary concerns. Like if you have um, cultures that have uh, less, or cu- cultures if you have uh, countries that have fewer. Um, copyright laws or intellectual protection rights or things like that where people yes. steal the games. So that you might have a huge player base from there, but no one's buying it. Like, I wonder if that influences right. it. Oh, and yeah. Then, and
1: they talked about the legal issues as well as the technical mm-hmm. and cultural issues. And that was one of the things I liked as well. Yeah. I'd wonder Sorry, too, I like, no,
0: no, no, that's great. Um, I'm. Anytime I say something that inspires somebody to be so excited that they interrupt me, I'm thrilled. And also, like, uh, there are there are particular groups that do streaming and set, like set the tone and esports and stuff like that. So I wonder too, like if you come from a small culture or you don't have a lot of players in your country, whatever, um, if, or language, not many people speak it, but you are powerful in like visibility. I wonder if that would influence where they spend the money too.
1: Yeah. The money is
0: very fascinating. I think too. I'm glad that they, that they focused on that.
1: Yeah. I think that, uh, If I had to try to give a bottom line for this sort of article, it would be if you are interested in how players interact with game design and development at, you know, the kind of intersection of language and writing and translation and localization. This is a phenomenal article, Um, but otherwise, you know, you can just recognize that. Players are vocal about every part of a game when they care about the game. And And that includes... And sometimes they complain. And sometimes they complain. And sometimes the complaints are like, there should be a comma here. (laughs) And, you know, often, you know, occasionally they're just wrong. Like, no, no, you don't need a comma there. And the real estate of the screen for the subtitles is really important. And so, no, we don't. We're not doing that.
0: Yeah, hush. (laughs) Just hush. I would say my bottom line is uh, I totally agree with that. But um, I would make a call to the authors to put together, you know, a two pager for an industry journal or something out of this. I think I think the localizers themselves could really benefit from having access to this. Um, Although game studies is free. So it's not like it's behind the paywall. But maybe
1: I, I would like to see follow-up research, especially now that they've got some uh, some wonderful contacts in terms of localization managers and people doing uh, localization work in the industry.
0: We're going to keep an eye on you. I don't know the whole list of authors, <laughs> Marina, Fontalon, at all. We're going to keep our eye on you. Well, there you go. All Thanks, right. Cody. Thanks yeah. for joining me. Email Thanks us if me. you uh, want us to read some stuff. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you not in the Twitterverse, I guess.